Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla. Just finished scraping the ice off of my windshield again. It's kind of a problem, but you know what? I really like doing that because I know that there's snow all around the area, and we're going to have a great time playing in the winter wonderland of northern Nevada from here until the spring. Today, we're going to be talking about some really great things happening in the real estate world. First of all, we're going to talk about the FHA. The FHA has increased the amount of their loan limits. That means you can get more of a loan, a bigger loan, if you're looking to use FHA financing to get your home. In all likelihood, it's the first home, and this could make a big difference between getting a great deal that you can afford and maybe having to be forced to continue to rent. We're going to be talking about that and more. We're also going to be talking with Candace Meyer. Candace is a Nevada regional manager for Starker Services. And Candace Meyer is an outstanding real estate professional, but she's also a 1031 exchange intermediary. She helps people with investment real estate avoid huge tax issues when it comes time to buy that new property. You'll have to sell that first property. Taxes, is it going to be an issue? Candace Meyer is going to... International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's Sage INTL. More after this. Join Inc. Northern Nevada's Workforce Development Solution is auctioning off an amazing winter ski package for Heavenly Ski Resort. This package includes lift tickets, restaurant gift cards, and much more. When you bid on this fabulous Heavenly Ski package, you are supporting Join Inc., a key partner in workforce development, which is one of the best investments you can make to boost the Northern Nevada economy. Go to join.org to start bidding today. Reno Technology Academy. Human ingenuity is shaping a new technological future. IoT, the Internet of Things. The demand for skilled developers and tech workers is high. Reno Technology Academy has a new training program and the only IoT lab in the state. For the next generation of makers and inventors who want to turn their obsession into a reality, Reno Technology Academy has scholarships available right now. Call 849-4983 and apply today or visit renotechnology.academy. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Brr, it's cold outside, but it's nice and warm inside because I do a great job in taking care of my home. One of the things I do to take care of my home is always make sure those carpets are clean. Clean carpets means those carpets last longer, and it really helps make everything better. Not only does it look better, it feels better. Even the air seems better in my home after I get those carpets professionally cleaned from CJ's Recommended Carpet Care. I love those people. They're pet stain specialists. If you have a little Fido in your house or maybe a cat that maybe doesn't make it outside quickly enough, you need to know the good folks at CJ's Recommended Carpet Care. They have pets themselves, big pets, little pets. They love pets, and they know that they need to be taken care of properly, and so does the carpet that they walk on. CJ's Recommended Carpet Care, you won't believe how great your carpet looks after they do a fantastic job. Give them a call, 829-1551, or visit their website, cjscarpetcare.com. Tell them Peter sent you. Today, we're going to be joined by Candace Meyer. Candace is a national exchange specialist. She's a 1031 exchange specialist with 
Starker Services. Before we get to talking to Candace, though, I want to talk about some of the issues that are going on here in northern Nevada that, as a homeowner, you better be aware of and take care of before it's too late. We've had an unusually dry summer this past year, and there's a big push by the animal world to come in from the Sierras into homes and property on the western side of the Truckee Meadows. You know, I'm talking about that Arrow Creek area. Anything that's heading up toward Mount Rose, you could be seeing bears and other animals coming into your property. Now, one of the reasons I'm concerned about bears is because I'm a beekeeper. And although I don't live in an area that is prone to have bees or, and bears in the same area, a lot of people that live in the Collin Ranch area, for instance, or in the Arrow Creek area, it may be close enough to have bears coming onto your property. Whether you're a beekeeper or not, just know this. Bears are looking for food. So if you've got open trash cans, if you've got uh, leftover fruit from a fruit tree that's still lying on the ground, there's a good chance you might have bears coming in your way and they can do a ton of damage. The best thing you can do is clean up your yard, get rid of anything that can attract, anything that can attract bears because they're always in search for food. And if you do have trash, make sure that it's locked up and s secure so that they can't get at it. Take care of bears by not taking care of bears. You know what I mean? Don't feed the bears in any way. Don't encourage them. And uh, if you see one, just make a lot of noise. Make it run away. Go back home. Go back to the mountains. Other good news that's going on is that the FHA, the Federal Housing Finance Authority, has, for the third time in three years, increased the conforming loan limits that are scrutinized by Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae. After 10 years of not increasing these uh, maximum conforming loan limits, the FHA has increased these limits three years in a row. So coming up, 2019, around the corner, in most states and in most counties, the maximum conforming loan limit for a one-unit property, that's a single-family residence, is going to go up from $453,100 to $484,350. That's almost a 7% increase year over year. Now, there are some areas in the country called high-cost areas like Hawaii, Alaska, Guam, the Virgin Islands. Homes there cost so much. They're kind of like in a whole different range. That's what they called high-cost areas. Well, there, the loan limits for FHA increased from $679,000 $650 to $726,525. Well, although those numbers are way out of line for Reno, what it does say to Northern Nevada is that the FHA is keeping up with rising home prices, doing everything it can to help you get a mortgage if FHA is the way to go. There are a lot of other options besides FHA, and although I am not a mortgage lender, I have been a mortgage lender for many, many years in the past, and I keep up with what's happening in the mortgage world by talking to the professionals that are in the trenches every single day. Sometimes people want to talk about their finances. Sometimes they want to see if they can even have a shot at getting approved for a mortgage. But they really don't want to talk to a mortgage loan person yet because, let's face it, we're all in the sales world. Well, that's where I can help you. I am not in the mortgage business. I do not do mortgage loans. But I guarantee you, I know how mortgage loans work. And if you have a question about a mortgage for yourself, a loved one, or a family member, I would be happy to consult with you, chat with you at no cost. Strictly a conversation with me, Peter Padilla, your mortgage loan 
expert at Nevada Real Estate Radio. I've been in the mortgage business. I know a lot of great mortgage lenders, but if you just have a quick question, you want to know, get make sure you're going in the right direction, give me a call at the office, 775-786-5515, or send an email if, with any question to Peter at NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. I have a good feeling that we're going to be having some great conversations because it's all about real estate and real estate for investors. Coming up after the break, we're going to be joined by Candace Meyer. Candace is a real estate professional extraordinaire at Coldwell Banker Select and Reno Technology Academy. Scholarships are available for your career in cybersecurity. Improving your technical skills can help you attain an income of up to 90000 Register for your scholarship online or call 849-4983. Reno Technology Academy to sell investment property. Back Reno Technology Academy. Scholarships are available for your career in the Internet of Things. Improving your technical skills can help you attain an income of up to 80000 Register online or 849-4983. Reno Technology Academy. You're tuned into 1180 AM radio here in Northern Nevada. That's one of the Lotus broadcast stations, and we're pleased to be in our 13th year of broadcasts, having a good time every week. On Nevada Real Estate Radio with me today, Candace Meyer. Candace is a 1031 Exchange Specialist with Starker Services. Welcome, Candace. Hi, Peter. So nice to see you again. Nice to see you too. It's about oh, probably about once every year at minimum it that we've been on the radio way. show. Yeah. Oh, you're in your 13th year on my it radio is, show. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 13 years. It's amazing what uh, what's happened in 13 years when you think about it. That was 2006 when we launched Incredible. our radio show, yep. and things were. Uh, you know, just pretty close to that peak right there. We were just approaching it, or we had just approached it, depending on your viewpoint. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't long after that when we started uh, following the loser, right? Real estate. <laughs> uh, it's like uh, you pick up a sports franchise, right. and then suddenly they're not winning anymore. We picked up real estate on right. our, for our topic, but we're glad that we did because what a ride it's been. Uh, rode that wave, and also all the way down to 2012. I remember with the median home price. In January of 2012, Candace, do you remember what that median home I price is? I don't. Was? You can tell me. No, I'm glad to tell you. One hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I remember people said, "Well, you know, it's probably going to come down a little bit more, Peter." So I'm not ready to get that mortgage. I'm not ready to do financing pre-approval yet. Uh, we're going <laughs> to wait a little bit Until longer. Until it gets below one fifty. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> they might still be waiting. They're still waiting, and I think, <laughs> but they no longer call me to ask me if interest rates are peaked at the <laughs> bottom, at their bottoms. They're not anymore. Right. We all know that. Yeah. But that too has changed in many ways because I think they're still lower than they were back in two thousand and six. Yes, they're still at historical lows. Yeah, yeah. So that that the, there are some good points and some bad points about the real estate world, but the, the interesting thing about it is it's always moving, mm -hmm. always something going on. You've been on our radio show before because not only are you working in the real estate world, and we're going to talk about that part of your world, but you have many, many years of experience with something that a lot of people, I believe, still don't know about, 1031 Exchange. Would you explain that for our listeners that have yet to hear about that? I'd be happy to, Peter. So your 1031 Exchange was born actually in 1921. Um, when the federal government adopted uh, tax code section 1031, mm -hmm. which is the code section that refers to a 1031 exchange. And what the government was doing is actually they were trying to get their hands on a, a non-like kind swap. 
you know, back in those days, people were bartering and buying and, and selling between themselves goods, you know, so one rancher would say, you know, I need your property, you know, I need your property, and they'd work out a deal and they'd swap. Mm -hmm. Well, when the non-like kind, the non-real estate was going along with the swap, the government wanted to tax the value of that. So the original um, code section really was about taxing the non-like kind. They were trying to say, hey, we're not going to tax you on the like kind that you received, but if you received something besides real property for real property, yep. a cow tractor. or some boots, mm -hmm. tractor, you know, uh, then we want to tax you on that non-like hmm. kind. That's really kind of what they were doing, although that's implicit in the law. A lot of people say, oh, they were trying to help out the investors. Nah, nah, they were trying to get their hands on the non-like kind value because the income tax law had just been passed a few years earlier, mm -hmm. okay, that they were taxing income. Okay, so it was, it was a way that they could tax non-like kind bartering mm -hmm. uh, that was going on, and, and it developed into a real estate tool for investors of real property um, that they can sell a property without tax consequence and buy another property of equal or greater value and transfer any tax consequence that would have happened into the property that they're acquiring. You know, that's really amazing when you talk about that, Candace, because I've studied different kinds of investments available to all of us worldwide, and you can't do that with the stock market. You can't do that with anything else that I can think of because there's always that fee that somebody's got to get their cut of that, and a lot of people don't talk about those kinds of costs and those investments, uh, the 1031 exchange does not have those. Well, I'm not sure which costs you're referring to, but th there's still the cost of buying and selling the real estate. Mm -hmm. um, there's the fee that the 1031 exchange accommodator is going to charge. Mm -hmm. But the one fee that doesn't occur that you're probably referring to is the taxation. Exactly. It's the taxes. And, and you right. are absolutely right. This is one of the few assets in the country mm -hmm. that can still be bought and sold without tax consequence, and that would include federal as well as state. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's across the board. So it, it's a, a unique in its power, mm -hmm. and it's unique in its structure. But it's not for, let's say, uh, a novice, somebody just starting out that hasn't even bought their own home. And this is not for primary residence. Uh, this is for real investment property. It's for investment property. But the person that may not own their own home, I, I, it's funny you mention that because I, I had a client way back years mm -hmm. ago. And he had yet to buy a primary residence, and uh -huh. yet he owned several <laughs> investment properties. Mm -hmm. And he would always tell me, it's cheaper for me to rent than buy, and I never understood that mentality. <laughs> it, but he, he did have a lot of investments that we did 1031 mm -hmm. exchanges with mm -hmm. him. But it's interesting, a novice or a, you know, a real seasoned investor, you know, whether we're talking a multi-million dollar commercial piece, or whether we're talking one mom and pop owned mm -hmm. little rental home, you know that they've had in their in their possession for a while. Uh, you know, I've worked with people that they bought this one property for the son that's going to UNR and he needs a place to live. So he lived in it for the four years he went to UNR. Then they rented it out for a while and then decided they don't want to be landlords. 
and they do a 1031 exchange because they're not really ready to pay the tax and mm -hmm. they maybe want a vacation home that they're going to partially rent out in another state and 1031 works really well for that. You know what? There's always somebody like you in my studio, Candace. I say <laughs> one thing and then you don't agree with me. <laughs> you know, but that you know that's the truth though. You're right. There's always I don't know about I, disagree. I it's know probably just clarifying. No, I <laughs> do know people that they've never owned a real estate, piece yep. of real estate. Then they become real estate investors. Maybe they live with mom and dad their yep. whole lives, right? Exactly. But they decide I'm going to buy some rental. You're right. Mm -hmm. But I I believe at that point they are actually seasoned investors because they they found the system yes that's a great system live with mom and dad and then mm -hmm. buy investment property right and if you're doing that you probably are learning about things like the 1031 exchange today i'm talking with candace meyer she's a 1031 exchange specialist with starker services how many years of business have you done in this line of work candace this is my 21st year it will be 22 years in april wow you know you must be doing something right <laughs> Absolutely, 22 years. You're not starting new every day with new clients, right? You yeah, got people coming may back. Maybe not right, but often. <laughs> I'm doing it often. I was just sharing earlier how uh, my phone is literally ringing off the hook right now. I was talking with um, a fellow exchange accommodator a couple days ago, and uh, he was talking about what are my expectations through the end of the year. And I mm -hmm. said, my expectation is... It, what it always does in November and December, everybody's trying to close by the end of the year for tax purposes. Mm -hmm. And so my business from this point on it explodes mm. until December 31st. And that's what's happening this morning. The phone was literally ringing off the hook. Wow. So this is like, if you're listening to our show right now and you want to find out about the 1031 exchange, you've got very little time to make that happen if you want to take advantage of the tax benefits this year. So you need to talk with Candace Meyer. Candace is with Starker Services. Candace, best contact way to reach you in case somebody has to tune out here shortly? Best contact is my cellular phone, 775-721-4190. All right, and Candace, we're going to put all that contact information on our website too when we post the podcast after the broadcast day. And that is NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. Visit there and you'll learn more. Awesome. I'm very excited about what's going on in the real estate market in northern Nevada, Candace, because the home that I live in now is worth probably $150,000 more than it was worth in 2012. And isn't that just wonderful? I mean, I, I just <laughs> wish I could get that cash. Well, no, I don't. I, I know what happens yeah. when you get the cash. you got to pay it back. But the fact is... Uh, we're feeling pretty good, those of us that That's made those right. moves. Yeah. Back in 2012, I was doing mortgages, as you recall, and a lot of the people that were doing mortgages, uh, like I was in 2012, our borrowers had recently gone through things like a short sale or a foreclosure. It might have been back in 2006 or 2007 or 2008, but they had these horrible, horrible situations. Investors, many of them, mm -hmm. primary residence buyers too, they could not keep up with the payments and house values were plummeting and they had to stop making their payments and you know it was a mess it was a terrible people mess. were in yeah. court the rules then said that after a certain window sometimes three years sometimes four years if you had your life back in order you might be eligible for a mortgage so mm -hmm. think about this they had these problems in 2008 they were able to get out from that home go rent go live with mom and dad and now it's four years later, it's 2012, and they've just got through that window, and they're saying to themselves, gee, should we buy or should we rent for a while because we got in a lot of trouble before. Some of those people, they were very courageous. Mm 
they decided to step forward and buy homes in 2012 after that mess that they'd been through, Candace. Right. They still believed that they had a future in home ownership, and those people today, those are the people that I'm really happy for mm -hmm. because I helped a lot of people buy homes in 2012, 13, and 14. Yes. And uh, can you imagine how they're feeling today? Yes, they have to feel pretty good about their investment. Um, and um, a lot of people ask me, you know, as if I have some kind of special crystal ball, you know, which I don't. But, you know, the crystal ball I look at, um, you know, tells me, yes, we, you know, we do go through ups and downs. But the expected downturn that we're going to have here is, in, not, in my view, not going to happen like the crash that we had before. Mm. The, the whole economic picture is very different for Nevada than it was in 2006, 2007, when mm -hmm. you know, we had a slowdown and then the banks crashed after the slowdown on top of that. So very different. We had the highest unemployment rates in the nation. We had you know, the highest uh, per capita um, distressed property rates in the nation. And when I say per capita, what I'm saying is we did by no means have the most distressed properties. We just had the most per capita mm -hmm. because we just don't have that many people in Nevada. You know, compared to California, we were a drop in the bucket oh, of yeah. distressed properties. But we had a lot of them per the people that lived here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that coupled with a lot of things, I mean, made Nevada a scary place for a lot of people in 2012 when we hit the bottom. And a lot of people just, you know, weren't going to buy here. Some of the mortgage companies, you know, charge more for buying here. You know, the rates oh, are a little that. bit yes, higher. Oh, I remember that. Yes, we were in a different category mm -hmm, then. Different yeah. category, you know, so that some of these things occurred. And um, at that time, because I was engaged in investment real estate and engaged as a 1031 exchange accommodator, um, I saw a lot of investors and, and uh, you know, the, the not so kind term is bottom dwellers, mm -hmm. or, you know, bottom feeders. Mm -hmm you know, that came in and snatched up the $40,000 condos and mm -hmm. the $80,000, you know, three-bedroom, two-bath, 1,800-square-foot houses in Las Vegas. And, you know, they just snatched up a lot of properties and then just sat on them and, and held them. And those are the people, some of them, that are doing 1031s right now. Yeah. And they have massive amounts of capital gain in those investments that they made. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the, you know, there's folks that are fleeing from California in droves, and those uh, they represent about 40% of, of what I'm exchanging into a Nevada um, is they're selling in California, and they're exchanging into Nevada or other states. Join Inc. Northern Nevada's Workforce Development Solution is auctioning off an amazing winter ski package for Heavenly Ski Resort. This package includes lift tickets, restaurant gift cards, and much more. When you bid on this fabulous Heavenly Ski package, you are supporting Join Inc., a key partner in workforce development, which is one of the best investments you can make to boost the Northern Nevada economy. Go to join.org to start bidding today. Welcome back to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning into our show today. My name is Peter Padilla, and I'm very pleased to talk to you about one of the new sponsors here at our radio program. I'm talking about Reno Technology Academy. It's really amazing to me how much the computer world has gotten into everything practically that's going on at our office and at home. More and more people are depending on the technology world to live their lives. But believe it or not, a lot of people just don't know enough about what really happens in the IT world to take advantage of it and turn it into a career, a business, income. 
Reno Technology Academy is offering IT certification programs and you won't believe the offer. They have a total of 70 scholarships available and all you have to do is apply and chances are real good you're going to be qualified to get into the exciting world of IOT, that's the Internet of Things, or cybersecurity so that you can protect the Internet of Things, right? The jobs, they pay incredible money. One of them pays up to $80,000. The other one, up to ninety. It's really uh, an amazing thing, an opportunity that really is only there for a short while. There's only a total of 70 scholarships available. I encourage you to call Reno Technology Academy, 849-4983. In Reno, Nevada, 849-4983, Reno Technology Academy. In the studio with me, Candace Meyer. Candace is a 1031 Exchange Specialist with Starker Services. She's also a real estate professional at Coldwell Banker Select. Candace, I'm glad you're with us today. Thank you, Peter. You know, there's a lot of new people in the real estate world, and when I talk to them, I don't get very many answers because they <laughs> just don't know. Uh, when you've got time in the box, like both you and I do, it's really amazing what you learn, and it's just there, right? There's certain knowledge that just doesn't change on real estate transactions, but there's always some that change regularly it on seems a like. daily basis compliance yes. issues yeah. for one mm -hmm. water rights is yep. another and uh, the political climate has a lot to do with what's happening in the real estate world constantly yes. uh, you've got to stay up on top of it so um, when I hear of agents that are also a, a motorcycle repairman and a, an Avon salesperson along with a real estate person uh, it put pretty well puts up a red flag right I want to deal with somebody that's got time in the box I encourage people well, no matter what real estate person you're talking to or you're doing research on find out how many years of experience they have find out what they've done because it does make a difference no two real estate agents like no two lenders are created equally you want to make sure that that person can take care of your particular needs the thing I know about Candace is she, she works with a lot of real estate investors you teach some classes as well Candace I do yes I I'm actually an approved accredited instructor mm -hmm. for the real estate division um, and I have a number of classes that I teach in real estate law, ethics, contracts, mm -hmm. agency and of course 1031 exchange. Uh, I would imagine that as you're teaching these classes uh, it's reinforcing your own learning skills right because these are the things that you have to have in the field. Big time, yeah, <laughs> big time. So every time I teach a class in agency, it reminds me what the agency laws say. Yeah. And same thing with contracts. Every time we review the different contracts that we use and mm -hmm. I teach them. So it's been invaluable for me to be able to do that. Uh, and I bet you have people calling you because they, they don't have that kind of uh, recall because they're not teaching classes. And so they've got these kind of questions for you. Other real estate agents call you and ask you for these kinds of They do. It, it's mostly they, they call me, they get my cell phone, and then they leave a message, and I call them back. You do call them back. I oh, do, nice, or nice they nice email thing. me, and, and they have a, a technical message mm -hmm. or a technical question. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm happy to help. These technical know. questions, uh, we don't need to be specific, but Candace, can they make, uh, are they like a deal breaker, some kind of some of those questions? Uh, are they a cost, big cost factor one way or the other sometimes? Yeah, sometimes they're contractual in nature. You know, something has gone awry and they want to know, you know, do they have a contractual leg to stand on with the position that they have? 
um, sometimes their agency in nature with the same kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Something's gone awry, the other agent is doing X, Y, Z. Mm -hmm. Is that something that's okay that they're doing that or is that against our uh, law and or code for the state and or code of ethics for the National Association of Realtors? Um, you know, technical questions about the activity and it, it's always something problematic. You know, something mm -hmm. has happened and, you know, it, 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 am, am I pursuing it the right way or, or am, am I just barking up a, you know, tree with nothing in it? All those years that I spent in the real estate and mortgage world, it was 10, 10 years consecutively uh, as right at the time I launched the radio show. One thing I've always found is that no two deals are like and every deal is going to have a different set of complexities, a different mixture of those complexities. And then the biggest thing is the people element. Mm -hmm. I, I found that so much of the technical questions really related more to the people element and how they interpret certain mm -hmm. things, certain maneuvers that you have to make to make a real estate transaction work. You know, my dentist used a term the other day, and he called it the tolerance level of the client. Mm -hmm. And I thought that's a really good description of how people are very different. I mean, you can be in a real estate transaction and have the same exact thing take place as took place with another client. Mm -hmm. And the client's tolerance level or the reaction that they have to what has taken place can be completely all over the map. You know, you, you don't know. They could be totally, you know, calm about it or they can be just ballistic about <laughs> The stuff that goes on, and, and, and a you're absolutely right. The real estate transaction, each and every one is different unto itself, and every client is different. So for every transaction that you complete, your experience and your ability to walk through those things when they happen, it's like you're compiling a how-to manual. Oh, yeah, well, this happened when that. Okay, I remember what we did then. Mm -hmm. And, and that's when it's really helpful to have those those years in the box that you referred to. Mm -hmm. You know, how many transactions have you actually engaged in mm -hmm. that you had certain things happen? But uh, honestly, Peter, I've been in this business 25 years, and I can honestly say, and I've talked to people who have been in here 40, you will learn something from each transaction you do, no matter how long you've been in the business. Mm -hmm. There's always something new <laughs> to mm -hmm. learn every year. Might not happen with every transaction you're doing, but there's bound to be one during that year or two that something happens that didn't happen before. And you go looking for a means to complete that or to get through that. And that's when having you know experience is helpful, having other people in your office mm -hmm. with experience is helpful, or having a broker that's got 40 years of experience is helpful. That was great advice that your dentist gave because I've yes. heard people sometimes <laughs> say that going through a real estate transaction is like pulling teeth. Yeah. <laughs> let me give you an interesting anecdote. Mm -hmm. I was at the dentist recently. Yeah. And I was going to get some. I'm sorry. I was, yeah. Well, I was going to get some dental work done, and after what you said, I got to thinking. When you talked about the patient's tolerance, right? Right. Uh, or in this case, our real estate client's tolerance. The question is: Is it tolerance to pain, or is it tolerance <laughs> to uh, minutia? because you get mm -hmm. both in the real estate transaction. Yeah. So uh, in looking at how I was when I went to the dentist, they tried to numb me up <laughs> first, right? right? To get me ready for, the, for, for my tolerance of pain. I guess and we could apply that to real estate well, too. Well, you could, but I think that's illegal. <laughs> now, then the, but here's the thing, they tried to numb me up for hours. 
and I, I couldn't get numb. I, it wouldn't work. I was in there with my mouth open, and I started. Oh, it, it, I just could not get numb on this particular drug, apparently. So they sent me home and told me to come back some other day, and they would try something different. Well, that pain didn't go away oh, for weeks. No. It hurt for weeks. So when I finally went back, um, they gave me something different, and thank God it worked. But I realized now, after talking with you, not only was I tolerant to pain, I was tolerant to the delay, and I was tolerant to the waiting and the wondering yes. and all that. Uh -huh. And that's a great uh, assessment of human nature when you're dealing with a real estate transaction or any kind of business transaction. You have to talk, you have to analyze that kind of a tolerance factor because this is real estate, and it typically takes 30 days or so to close a transaction. And yeah, every day you're thinking about it, you're gathering documents, you're answering questions, you're asking questions, mm -hmm. and there's always some wonderment and some doubt. And I don't care what anybody says, Candace, one glitch can kill the deal. Absolutely. Just one little deal. Yes. yes. And so everything is kind of an emergency. Yeah. Everything is critical. <laughs> yes. Everything is urgent in a real estate transaction right. until it is closed. Right. Then you can take me to lunch. Absolutely. The truth. Um, we're talking about client tolerance, and I'm chuckling because, you know, a lot of times the investors I work with, they're, they are numbed up. You know, it's not from Novocaine. It's from having gone through years of transactions. Yeah. You know, the average investor, you know, does a lot more buying and selling than the, the person that lives in a property. Now sure. I think the average life in a primary residence, most people are staying there now seven or eight years, where mm. it used to be, you know, five to seven. Mm -hmm. It's now more seven to ten. Mm. Okay, so with your investors, they're closing a lot of transactions. They're usually pretty numb to the, you know, nature of what's going on. Yeah. But uh, even with such, I had a, a wonderful client recently that, uh, got so frustrated with his homeowners association. Um, one of the last times I had a conversation on the phone with him, he was ready, in his words, to go twist somebody's head off over there <laughs> at the homeowners association. It was just a, a, a series of, of uh, wrenches being thrown in the deal mm -hmm. that just were not necessary to be thrown in the deal at that point in time. Mm -hmm. They should have been thrown in much earlier. Reno Technology Academy. Human ingenuity is shaping a new technological future. IoT, the Internet of Things. The demand for skilled developers and tech workers is high. Reno Technology Academy has a new training program and the only IoT lab in the state. For the next generation of makers and inventors who want to turn their obsession into a reality, Reno Technology Academy has scholarships available right now. Call 849-4983 and apply today. Or visit renotechnology.academy. I have got my mother-in-law coming to town. Help me. Oh, I'm not talking about my mother-in-law. I love my mother-in-law. I'm calling for Jack at CJ's Recommended Carpet Care. Jack, if you're listening, I need you to come over and clean my carpets. Ladies and gentlemen, Jack did a great job the last time. You'd be amazed. He turned this old carpet that I was ready to rip up and throw out. It looked like new. Unbelievable. And here was the problem. There was a dog in there for many, many years. And then I moved into the house, and it was a mess. Jack at CJ's Recommended Carpet Care knows how to clean carpets. He has a monster of a dog himself. He loves that dog, so he knows how to make it look good, and he makes that dog look good by cleaning up after him every single time. And the job he did on my carpet, incredible. Call CJ's Recommended Carpet Care in Reno, 829-1551, or visit cjscarpetcare.com. Tell him Peter sent you. With me in the studio, Candace Meyer. 
Candace is a 1031 exchange specialist at Starker Services. She's also a real estate pro at Coldwell Banker Select. You too are a dog owner, aren't you? I am. Do you have a big monster dog like Jack? He weighs about, what, 200 pounds? I have a tiny Yorkie with a monster attitude. Oh, those are even worse. They are. Wow, wow, wow. But we love dogs. We <laughs> love Jack, and we love CJ's recommended carpet care. Thank you for listening to that commercial. I want to talk to you about the real estate stats in northern Nevada. So 1031 exchange, real estate transactions, it all depends on what's going on in the values. And as we talked earlier in the show, home values have really gone up dramatically since the low of 2012 from 150000 to almost $400,000 for yes. the median home price in Reno. <coughs> it's a little bit less, tiny less, if you spread it out a little bit over the county. And at that point, the numbers drop a little bit, maybe just another fraction. There are about 375000 the last time I saw. But both of those numbers, which were from the uh, October issue, I'm sorry, from the September numbers, mm -hmm. they were up from like 11% from year to year. Yes. Um, the way things are going right now, if somebody was to ask me, I'd say next year at this time, we're probably up about the same, 11%, because mm -hmm. it's just crazy what's happening. And I, I think that's a good thing if you already own real estate, but if you're looking to buy real estate, that can put a pinch in uh, your home buying ability. When you're talking about a median home price that approaches $400,000, I mean, you're talking about some serious monthly payments on yes. a mortgage like that. Yes, it's getting pretty serious for the first-time home buyers that mm -hmm. don't have the kind of income to support those kind of payments. Even under the best conditions, a payment on a four hundred thousand uh, dollar mortgage, let's say a four hundred thousand, you're going to be talking somewhere in the neighborhood of three thousand dollars a yes. month, and it could be even more if there's homeowners association dues. That's right. And if the home is a newer home versus an older home, you know the taxes are going to be higher too. Yes. So uh, you've got to take that all into consideration when you're out and about shopping. Uh, the same thing is true for investors. I mean, how can you find a great investment deal with prices like these? I'm sure they exist, but it's not as easy. There's not as much uh, low-hanging fruit, That's if you right. will, for the investor's market. Candace, we, earlier uh, in the week, we talked to a gentleman from Fernley, Nevada. His name is Dana Allhorn, and Dana is the president of the Fernley Chamber of Commerce. I've heard about, a lot about good things going on there. In fact, many of the rural, let's say, communities like Dayton and Minden and Gardnerville and Yarrington, they're all charming communities. They have a certain appeal to people like me. I grew up on a farm, <laughs> you know. Are there any opportunities to buy homes to take advantage of the lower prices there? Oh, yes. Yeah, your Fernley, uh, well, Fernley and Fallon both mm -hmm. you know, have lower prices than Reno or Sparks. And traditionally, they have. And, of course, there's no difference now. As you know, some folks that are looking to get into a home that don't want to pay the kind of prices that are going on in Reno and Sparks are buying out in Fernley and mm -hmm. Fallon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you grow up on a farm yourself, or are you a city girl? No, I was an Air Force brat. So, uh, you know, we traveled around a lot. I ended up, I uh, was in New York, I was in California, then I was in Germany. And then I was in the southeast, and in fact, it's interesting you ask, but uh, I went to school. I finished school in high school and my first year in college, basically, in the Florida Panhandle. Oh, wow. Which is now a devastated area. Mm -hmm. My hometown of Panama City Beach is wiped off the map. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, although the, the Panama City Beach, Mexico Beach, and Port St. Joe mm -hmm. are the three cities there that were 
ex- they experienced the worst hurricane in the history of the nation. Yes. Um, I've been reading a little bit about that, and the, um, it appears as if the, the, the mechanics of measuring the categories of hurricane after a certain wind volume, they, they don't function any longer. Mm. And, you know, there was talk that this hurricane was actually a Category 5, although, although the measuring ability stops at 4. So there, yeah. there's a lot of talk, and based on the pictures and photos and my, my old high school friends, uh, many of whom are still there, mm-hmm. I follow them on Facebook, and the, um, the devastation is incredible. Oh, my, my, my. my oh, my feelings and condolences go out for yeah. the people that lost their lives there. I know it was a tragic hit hit and I understood that they'd never really been hit with anything of this intensity or near you know, this intensity I, before. The, I grew up, like I said, there from age 10 and um, every year, every hurricane that entered the mouth of the Gulf of Mexico from the southern tip of Florida was always headed for Panama City Beach because it's directly north. Yeah. So everything that came in was traveling north and it would they'd always say okay well it's going to hit panama city in this many hours mm-hmm. well it never hit panama city they they did have one hit i can't remember what year it was and it did some minor damage but it always veered off to the you know katrina um camille they always veered off to the left mm-hmm. and or the right mm-hmm. and hit some other place besides panama city beach well this time it was a dead hit oh, yeah. Yeah. real estate boy it takes you everywhere it yeah. does everything it's good and it's bad and now in California, we're dealing with the fires. Just devastation. I it's can't even imagine. It's horrific. Our, our horrific. S- one of our sister companies there, mm-hmm. Century 21, it burned to the ground. We have 12 agents there that lost their homes mm. and dozens of family members that have lost their homes for our agents. Many, many lives lost in that fire, uh, too. Yeah, I and think almost 50. Yeah, so. it's just it's uh, horrific. I was hearing that... Uh, well, that it, it could be one of the worst disasters to ever hit California by now. It probably is. I was not long ago in the Napa Valley area and seeing the devastation of the fires that were there. Mm-hmm. Was it about a year ago now? And it's just um, still a, an amazing thing to right. see. And it will take decades for it to come back. You know, you were talking about California people coming over. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my last clients from California sold in Northern California during the last fire. Their property was listed for sale and in escrow during the last fire that was in the northern section. And we literally closed escrow on their new home here. It's a new home they bought in Dayton mm-hmm. uh, on the golf course, beautiful place. And they literally escaped the burning down of their property in escrow in California literally by a few feet. Oh my, Yeah. my. Amazing the way that it hops around and we saw plenty of that it too. It was crazy. Uh, the good news here in the Truckee Meadows, we have water this year. It's mm-hmm. looking kind of green when yeah. hopefully we'll get more coming and a lot going on in the city proper in the metro area proper mm-hmm. i've seen a lot of new construction down by the summit sierra mall mm-hmm. all the housing department uh, yep. development there is just amazing uh, south meadows now that the new veterans parkway is opened up all the way mm-hmm. between i-80 and mount rose highway is really tremendous and that park lane area <coughs> yeah, just south of midtown it's really really coming together mm-hmm. it's going to be exciting to see that come back you know i used to love the park lane mall even in its last years when it had the eclectic shops there. And it was limping along. It was limping along, <laughs> and I was watching it limp, and we all had, a, had fun. There was a butterfly store there. The, yes, the I remember. Store. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, all from there, you go, you know, from Plum Lane, and you go north to downtown through Midtown, it's all under construction. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the process 
what's mm. going on in that development. Have you been there through that area much, Candace? Through Midtown? Yeah. Yes. <coughs> yeah, I've spent some time in Midtown and, and in other areas of development. And what's interesting is, of course, our entire area is under considerable development in every aspect. Um, You're so nice the way you say that. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's every aspect. So I can't go anywhere without hitting traffic, Candace. That's my uh, problem. Construction yeah, zones yeah, everywhere. That, I get detoured to another of, detour. Of becoming a very popular place is the ongoing development <coughs> and construction, mm -hmm. and, and the traffic has become, you know, like my husband says, we're a real city now. We're a real city now. Like, yeah. And uh, it's true. Um, you know, uh, we were talking about the stats, and, and there's an interesting thing going on with the number of actual sales decreasing, but the prices continuing to increase. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some people don't understand that. And, and sometimes when, when you're talking to someone that's not in the area or they don't really understand how real estate works, <coughs> when they see a decreasing number of sales, they think that an area is slowing down. Mm -hmm. The decreasing amount of sales for us, in the opinion of most brokers in town, is not a function of slowing down sales, it's a function of the slowing of available inventory. Mm -hmm. So the reluctance of people to put their properties on the market for sale. Mm -hmm. So that has developed a, you know, a, a shortage of inventory, which in turn uh, increases demand by buyers. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll just crystal ball again, another gazing into the crystal ball. We are right now, um, if you look at those stats that we were just talking about, um, the amount of increase in price is starting to slow down a bit. Mm -hmm. So as we went quarter over quarter, and especially the last quarter over this past third quarter, we, the um, amount of increase in pricing is slowing down a bit. And what we're seeing in the industry when we're in the trenches, you know, before these stats are taken, I'm seeing a lot of price reductions mm -hmm. across the board. In, in you know, most price uh, ranges, we're seeing mm -hmm. uh, some price reductions. Mm -hmm. Now, these aren't massive reductions, but they're indicative of the buyers not really being able to perform in, in, at these levels. And so, you know, you've got two or, two or three things happening less inventory to pick from, mm -hmm. and then you have a steadily increasing interest rate, which every time that it goes up, even a quarter of 1%, it kicks out thousands of potential buyers right. from the ability to buy in the entry level or a move-up level. Sure, because that moves the payment up exactly. on that home so every month, and it's all about that so payment. So you have a combination of, okay, well, we're not we're reluctant to put our property on the market because what else can we buy it's going to cost us the same amount we're just going to be moving sideways not up yeah okay so you've got that going on so your move up markets maybe aren't putting their properties on the market your lower end things they go on the market but because the market's been able to shoulder these crazy prices for these beginner homes um, even the low end isn't affordable. even the low end is not <laughs> not really affordable now Wow. Um, you know, you know, you've got. I, I recently was working with a client that's in the two hundred thousand dollar range. That's pretty much a condo. Um, you know, there's really no homes other than manufactured homes that are in that kind of price range mm -hmm. in Reno and Sparks. So, when you're looking at that dollar value, there's a limitation on what you can do. And he said, "Well, you know, I might not be ready until May. I'm pre-qualified for this now. Is it possible in May I can just get this same thing?" And unfortunately, I had to say, you know, I don't know the answer to that, except that 
if interest rates continue to rise, you're not going to be able to buy a $200,000 property. Yes, and if the so price increases kick in again in the spring, like a lot of us think that'll happen, sometimes they the do. price might kick yeah. up too. So mm -hmm. typically I always recommend buy real estate when you need it yeah. and when you think that it's right because <clears throat> there is no perfect time to buy real estate. It's different for everybody. Mm -hmm. If you have questions, I recommend you talk to Candace Meyer. Candace, your contact information, what's the yes. best way? Cellular phone is 775-721-4190. We've got all your information on our website too, Candace, NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. Thanks for coming in today. Hope to see you again soon. Thank you, Peter. Always a pleasure. Thank our listeners for tuning in as well. Let your family and friends know too. We're on the air again next week. Same time, same station. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com.